Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. If you would like to support The Real Monsters Podcast, please rate, leave a review, subscribe, and share it with all of your friends. If you really love us, join our Patreon for ad-free content. This podcast includes content for mature audiences, including themes of violence, murder, and sexual assault. This episode is very triggering, so please listen with caution. Did you know monsters are real? The church has always been the cornerstone for the black community. Religion is always the answer to all of life's problems. We go to God when we are in need and pray for peace in troubled waters. If you ask our elders, praying is our defense against all illnesses, both physical and mental. It is not soap and water that cleanses our food, but the power of prayer. When problems arise, it is through the church our deepest questions are answered. For God is always the solution. How many times will we be told to pray about it, no matter what it may be? I can hear my grandmother now. Baby, a family that prays together stays together. Or, whatever you do, make sure God is first. As the spiritual people we are, we always seek out God for answers. But for King Edward Bell, even God wasn't enough for his trials and tribulations. Vengeance was his only solution. It was the hot summer's night of August 21st, 1981. Windows across the city of Indianapolis were open. Ceiling fans spun to quell the sweltering heat while the curtains all danced in the current. In the Bell home, King tucked his four children, Boogie, Tina, Kina, and Kingston, into bed and wished them sweet dreams. But little did they know, their own father will be their worst nightmare. Hello, I am Eric Aaron, and welcome to another episode of The Real Monsters. In this episode, we will discuss King Edward Bell and the murder of his four children, estranged wife and mother-in-law. This episode includes themes such as violence and murder, which may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 13. Take it from me, this episode is heavy as fuck. Please listen with caution. King married 15-year-old Bertha May in 1970, at the age of 22. He was a Vietnam War veteran, but it was never clear what years he served. We do know he went to the Veterans Affairs Hospital seeking treatment for a pressured feeling in his head. 
records indicate that he had experienced some post-war trauma. This feeling sparked sudden episodes of anger and violent outbursts. We can only assume its effects on Bertha and their 11-year marriage. His symptoms were never treated. Despite his post-war traumas, neighbors, friends, and family would say they built a happy family. King worked at the Chrysler plant, and they expanded their family quickly with four children. They were a devout family attending Holy Angels Catholic Church. King even built a nook in his attic to meditate his prayers directly to God. Their life seemed pleasant. Until it wasn't. In 1980, King lost his job and struggled to find work. Like many of us do, he turned to God. Months later, Bertha left him and moved in with her mother. Again, his devotion intensified. King eventually found work at his friend's automotive shop, which allowed him to retain custody of their four children. But even with a new job, it was still a struggle managing four kids and a divorce. King again leaned on his faith, reading his Bible daily, hoping his life would turn around. He prayed to God to fix his marriage, but Bertha found 51-year-old Clarence who was able to financially provide significantly more than King, and that troubled him. to be caught up in worldly treasures, as they are fool's gold. Now get the hell up off my property. I'm getting my kids. Boogie, Tina, Kina, let's go. Don't wait, Kingston. They not going nowhere. You want to visit? Come back after your little date. 
I'll bring them around to your mamas. You're not gonna tell me when or where I can see my kids. Now move. Hey, what the fuck? Hebrew 13.4. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed is undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. As long as you are whoring around with that man, I will never let you stain my children's soul. Now you and that man leave right now. Ah! Stop! God damn it! Look what you done did. Crazy. To get my kids away from this crazy bastard. Of course, I have the right to keep you doing this. Lord, please forgive me. I did not mean to get so angry, Lord. Please rid my wife of the whore spirit. Please forgive her of her sins of adultery. Lord God, please make our We'll be right back after this commercial break. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. It's Friday, August 21st, 1981. King pulls out a family photo album. Gospel music fills his home to soothe the growing spirit inside of him. He flips from photo to photo, reminiscent of his family's better days. He smiles at the Polaroids, all their memories, especially their family portrait taken right before they conceived Kingston. For a moment, he is lost down memory lane. Reality quickly reels him in as he looks around at his wifeless home. The debris of the divorce and broken promises made before our Heavenly Father enrages King. The evil spirit inside of him comes alive 
his hands clench, and his face twitches as he tries to hold back his anger. He begins to speak to God, pray, preach to himself, but this time, it isn't enough. The only thing on his mind was to save his children's soul, if he couldn't save his family. Armed with two pistols, he pulls one-year-old Kingston out of his crib and holds him tight against his chest. He strokes the back of his head and mumbles a gentle prayer as he rocks him softly. With Kingston to his chest, he walks down to the dark basement to lay him down on the bunk bed. The baby wiggles and begins to fuss when suddenly, one by one, King brings down each of the three other children. And with each one, before their glossy eyes can meet his. He arranges their bodies neatly across the bed, as if to tuck them in, and closes their eyes. Over their lifeless bodies, he writes across the adjacent wall. turns upstairs and sits at the kitchen table to write a suicide note. Tears stream down his face, his bloody hands trembling, smearing red across the page. I thought I hurt my loving children, please. Dada, I'm cold, but they're gone. They died instantly. such a horrific act on his own children. King, unsatisfied, seeks more. Armed with the shotgun and his pistols, he speeds off to fulfill his vengeance. Lord God, is my living in vain? For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name and serving the saints as you still do? Lord, this is my work, my service to you, my children, my wife, and myself. Please accept these sacrifices 
as I shall smite this devil in your name, Heavenly Father. King stalks outside the YMCA and finds Clarence's car. He parks a few spots over and eyes the back door, waiting for him to appear. He hears Clarence's footsteps approaching, and the car door opens and closes. King swiftly shuffles behind the car, pops up, aiming the barrels through the back windshield to the driver's side seat. Without hesitation, he shoots twice. Glass shatters and Clarence slams forward on the car horn, blood trickling out of the back of his head. Without pause, King jumps back into his car and speeds off under the darkness of the early morning. But King is still unfinished. He heads over to the home of the estranged wife and mother-in-law. The sound of his children began to fill his head once more. He grunts and shakes his head. He begins to pray in innocent mumbles, even chants. He turns the radio up louder to drone out the sounds. He is almost done. King pulls into the driveway, music still blaring. Bertha walks out to see what's going on. She gasps as King appears from the car, covered in blood splatter, shotgun in hand and a menacing look across his face. Bertha's heart begins to pound with fear, but just as she opens her mouth to let out a shriek, he steps over her limp body and into the white-framed house, looking for Bertha's mother. She peeks her head from the dining room. scans the house in case of others, but the silence of the house is quickly filled with racing sirens. Police cars pile outside the home as armed police file out. With nowhere else to go, King faces his reckoning. We'll be right back after this commercial break. The police rushed from the crime scene to the Bell family home, minutes from downtown Indianapolis. Detectives described the scene as unfathomable horror. In the midst of the Indiana heat wave, a chill filled the air. King wrote messages for his Lord and Savior all over the walls to save his children's soul. When the police entered the basement, all four of the children's bodies were laying beside each other in a neat row. Their lifeless bodies like dolls waiting for Jesus to swing down in his chariot and bring them home. Police Captain Tim Foley, the commander of Indianapolis City Homicide Unit said, this is the most killing one person has ever done in this city. The state of Indiana charged King with six counts of murder and one count of attempted murder for his attempt on Clarence, who surprisingly survived The state ultimately pushed for the death penalty, 
Originally, Bell pled not guilty to the charges against him. However, in the pretrial proceedings, he had an emotional and mental breakdown, confessing to his sins as a plea of guilt by way of mental illness. In 1982, he was sentenced to 160 years in prison. Roughly five years into his sentence, on July 15, 1987, King laid in his bunk, covered himself with a blanket, then placed a plastic bag over his head, committing suicide by asphyxiation. His body was not found until 48 hours later, when prison guards came to his cell to deliver food. It would take almost a decade and a half before any crimes in Indianapolis were considered as heinous as King Edward Bell's murders. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this commercial break. There are a number of causes responsible for the death of Bertha, Mary Alice, and the four children, Boogie, Tina, Kena, and Kingston. The most responsible is King Edward Bell. However, we must look at society's history and treatment of mental health, especially in the black community. Mental health has been treated by religion in the black community for far too long. During the 1980s, what prevented us from receiving mental health care was education, access, and the lack of trust. As a community, we did not have enough knowledge about mental health in general, let alone its impact on our lives and the lives of our loved ones. We did not have the extra money to access mental health care, even if we had the knowledge. When keeping your head above water is a priority, mental health is a luxury, not to mention, the jaded relationship between the black community and the medical field. We have endured numerous accounts of medical abuse, most notably the Tuskegee experiments. <laughs> and those experiments ended in 1972, only nine years prior to King's murders. Let's be real. Why would you trust any professional with your most sacred organ, our minds? especially with such a foul history. To heal ourselves, we rely on the only source of healing and comfort we have known and trusted, religion. Religion has been the centerpiece to our freedom, liberties, and equity in this country since slavery. Yet religion is unequipped for extreme mental illness. King Edward Bell was the intersection of a failing system and the inequities of being a black man in America. He tried to get help. He tried to find a way to cope, but he was failed. Today, we are now in a time and position where mental health is becoming a priority in the black community, where mental health is not a taboo subject, where more clinicians reflect on the way we look, the way we talk, the way we experience life, and understand our culture. It's time to bridge the science of mental health and the healing of religious practices. Though we have come so far in the perception of mental health, a 
according to the CDC. In 2018, 58.2% of black young adults between the ages of 18 and 25 and 50.1% of adults aged 26 to 49 with serious mental illnesses did not receive treatment. Half of us. Half of us are struggling. Half of us have the potential to be King Edward Bell. Would this story still exist if King had gotten the proper care? The proper religious guidance? We'll never know. But as a community, we must place priority on our mental health resources, priority on our mental health access, and priority on our mental health awareness. We must all do what we can to prevent another monster, like King Edward Bell, from taking more innocent lives. Failing can no longer be an option. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Dorian Keith Media's The Real Monsters. I am your host, Eric Aaron. Please be safe and be vigilant because we are all we got and we are everything. Until next time. The reenactments in this episode are a fictional reimaging of actual events. King Bell is played by Carlos Bates, and Bertha is played by Angel Sand. This episode was written by Derek McKinney and Liz Sims. This episode was recorded, sound designed, and mixed by Eric Aaron. This episode was executive produced by Liz Sims and produced by Eric Aaron. Please follow me, your host, Eric Aaron, on Instagram at ericdizzy.audio. Mermaid and the Lion. Mermaid and the Lion. You want to hear more stories about real black love? Tune into The Mermaid and the Lion and follow the love journey of Angel and Gaza. Get addicted to season three, the newlywed season, which is full of drama, anymore. heartache, forgiveness, love and love. You. I just need you to be more patient. The newlywed season of a marriage is often full of passionate lovemaking and building a lasting bond with your declared partner. Unfortunately for these two, it doesn't pan out exactly as they hope. Either I'm your wife or This I'm is not. the dramatization of key experiences in Angel and Gaza's fight to overcome You're toxicity and establish a lasting relationship. You're not even worth it. Listen to it all unfold on your favorite podcast listening platform. Follow them on Instagram at the mermaid and the lion underscore. Mermaid and the lion. Mermaid and the lion.